afternoon, everybody. This is Bob Barker with the AGC of Wisconsin, and I want to welcome you to the Ford Construction Podcast. Today, I'm pleased to have with us Anthony Huey, president of Reputation Management Associates. Anthony's a um, regular presenter on the AGC of America Trail and, and with the AGC Executive Leadership Council, and we're very pleased that he's taken the time to join us today. Welcome, Anthony. Thanks, Bob, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, this is uh, timely, what we're talking about with all that's been going on in the world, so happy to help out in any way that I can. Yeah, why don't you just take a minute and give everybody a snapshot of your company and what you do and what you do for the industry. Sure. Uh, again, my name is Anthony Huey, and I'm an international keynote speaker and a crisis consultant, and I do two things in life generally for the industry. The first thing that I do is I help contractors communicate in the good times. So when you're trying to generate a positive story about a construction project you got going on, I help you be a little bit more successful placing that on TV or the local newspaper. I also do a, a lot of presentation coaching, helping prep contractors for project interviews when they're interviewing for the $100 million project down, downtown. Basically, I help executives, field people stand up and be more effective communicators. The second thing that I do is really the exact opposite of that. So when, when somebody uh, has an accident on the job site or when one of their senior managers gets arrested for dealing meth out of the trunk of his car, I help them survive that day of Armageddon. So I do a lot of crisis consulting and a lot of crisis training. And I've been working with the industry. I'm working with a different uh, GCCM subcontractor all over the world every week. And I really help them navigate the issues that they're having from a communication standpoint. So, Anthony, um, you know, with the way with what's going on in the country right now, I mean, um, I guess our conversation is pretty timely in the whole issue of crisis communications and dealing with crises um, is very timely. I mean, just from, you know, your perspective as a professional, you know, crisis communicator and manager, I mean, what's your what are your thoughts about kind of, you know, what's going on right now and how people are handling, handling this from a media and otherwise standpoint? Well, it's a crazy time. And in, as you might imagine, like most people, I've been locked down for the last two months and I've had a lot of time to watch TV and it's really shaped my, my training and my counsel for a lot of my clients on what I've seen happen in the last two months. And that is a lack of clear communication, a lack of consistent communication by everybody. Uh, it's so frustrating to see the federal government with state governments conflicting with county governments, conflicting with city governments, conflicting with private companies, everybody's saying different things. And it's really been hard to sort through what is real and what is somebody's opinion. You know, I used to defend the media. I'm a, I'm a former reporter, news reporter, and for years I would defend the media but I don't really think we can call them journalists anymore. I think we just can call them you know, opinion givers because that's all it is. You know, we've gone through COVID. We've seen what's happened there. If you watch Fox News, you have a completely different opinion on what's going on in the world than if you watch CNN or MSNBC. You know, this is an interesting statistic. So I think, Bob, the last time I saw you was in Vegas at the AGC's national meeting. And on that day, a poll was taken. Of Americans, these were these were eighteen thousand, approximately eighteen thousand registered voters, and they asked all these people what they thought of COVID nineteen, how concerned they were. 
Of those 18,000 people, 93% of registered Republicans said they were not concerned at all about the coronavirus. That same study found that around 90% of registered Democrats were extremely concerned. Now, we're all Americans. We're not, we don't have different DNA. We're not different people. So what that said to me is that people form their opinions based on their news sources. And at the time, Fox was really downplaying the pandemic and CNN and MSNBC were going on the, the opposite side of it. So we really have to pay attention to where we're getting our, our information. And it's, a cha- it's really a challenge out there. And then that now is translated into the social unrest. The word, if you watch Fox News, you wouldn't think that uh, anything but looting was happening. And if you watch CNN and MSNBC, you wouldn't think it's happening at all, that every protest is peaceful. But it's a challenge to get our information, and re- I really need to advise my clients on how do they deal with that when they have their own crisis. Yeah, and I think the bottom line here is that I think what we're all learning and have learned, and, and I guess most of us know for the most part, is that communicating is it's it's hard. I mean, communicating a clear message and um, a coherent message that people can understand. I mean, it takes practice. You almost have to, you know, script out your responses in a lot of things. And, um, it's just a hard thing to do. And that's why I think, you know, what, that's what interested us in reaching out to you and, um, putting on these programs this month related to, you know, um, crisis communication, and then also this other issue of trying to manage your vir- virtual meetings and um, whether it's with uh, internal folks or with a potential or current client. But um, before we get into those programs, you've got a new uh, program out called Crisis Driver. Can you just tell us what that's all about? Absolutely. So you know, as you said, Bob, I'm doing two sessions coming up and we'll get into it. One is on communicating in a crisis and the other one's on virtually presenting more effectively. Crisis Driver is a product that I created a few years ago for my clients. I've now launched publicly to the world and my first partner is the AGC of America and of course, AGC of Wisconsin. And I'm very proud of that partnership. And really what it does is it takes everything that I teach in my 20 years of training on crisis communication and pulls it into one place. It's a crisis communications program in a box. As many of your members realized during the COVID-19 outbreak is they were not prepared to communicate effectively. And it's it's not that they didn't know how, it's just they they didn't know who to communicate, what they were supposed to say. I mean, if you have a crisis, you need to be prepared for it. You need to respond as quickly as possible. And what Crisis Driver allows you to do it's, it's basically an iOS, so an, an Apple and an Android application and a back-end web uh, platform that enables your, your people on the job site, if there's an accident or somebody in you know, your corporate office, if, there, if there's an incident there, to open up their phone. There's a big red alert button. They press it. It sends an alert out to all the people that you need to get together to communicate, uh, and then it secures the communication in one place that your corporate counsel can protect as privileged and, of course, locks everything down. It allows you to communicate throughout the life cycle of a crisis. So it also has at your fingertip access to all those people you need to get a hold of, you know, owner contacts, emergency responders, your employees, your employees' families. If you have a fatality on the job site or somebody severely injured, you need to know how to get a hold of somebody's wife. So that's all these contact information is contained within Crisis Driver. 
You can contain all your documentation within crisis drivers, so key messages, buy time statements, site plans, all the things that you need to review and use in a crisis. It's got a way to monitor the news media so you can know what's being said in your local media. And if there's misinformation, you got to correct it. Very important because if you don't correct misinformation, it lives forever on Google. It's got my crisis plan. And that's the big mistake people make that we're going to talk a lot about in my session, whether you end up using crisis driver or not, is I'm going to walk you through how important it is for all contractors to have in place before a crisis, whether it's COVID-19, workplace violence, uh, an accident on the job site, quality control issue, you need to have a step-by-step granular level crisis communications action plan that tells you what you need to do at the corporate level and at the site level. And Crisis Driver has all those tools in place. So I've been teaching my clients these things for, for, for 20 years, and Crisis Driver just pulls them all together. And in it, there's a lot of industry resources, examples of buy time statements for the construction industry, and a lot of other great tools that contractors can benefit from. So participating in this program would be beneficial for uh, superintendents, for project managers, obviously. How far down would it go within the job Are you site? talking about the, the, the session I'm doing or crisis driver? Well, I guess this, the crisis uh, session, yeah. Um, I guess it kind of translates <laughs> into, it translates into the crisis <laughs> driver, you know, um, app too, I guess, because they kind of need yeah, to know what's going this on. This session yeah. is valuable from everybody, from the CEO, all down, down to the field uh, uh, foreman. Anybody that may need to respond in a negative event, you know, there's, there's multiple areas of concentration in a crisis. Certainly you have the site level, how the superintendent communicates with his crew, uh, how the PM communicates with the superintendent and the owner and the corporate office, how the CEO, the HR department, the president of the company, operations, guys and gals, how they communicate with the company in general. It all needs to be seamlessly integrated, and everyone needs to know their part that they play. So you can't just have a, A, the superintendent knows what to do if the CEO doesn't. So I really urge everybody at the company, certainly those in authority positions, management, site superintendents, possibly even the foreman, to attend the session so they can know exactly what their role is in a crisis. Right, right. Yeah, that, that's um, really important. I know that um, you know, our members go through this, unfortunately, on occasion, whether it's you know the COVID or a job site accident. And um, quite honestly, I mean, I think that's why we're really focusing on this right now for the members. And that's why we're bringing you in with your expertise. So switching gears, and Bob. I just want to make one. I just want okay. to make one comment, and and I, I just urge everybody not to get complacent. I, I can't tell you how many calls I got in March, throughout March, asking me if I had a pand- pandemic response plan, if I had messages written that they could send to their employees and owners about how to respond in a crisis. And then you know everybody was panicking. We need these things. We need these things. And then here we go. We're starting to get into the recovery, hopefully. And then people go back to that complacency and don't think it could happen to them. You know, the little phrase that I use to scare the heck out of people and hopefully get them to act is, by the time you hear the thunder, it's too late to build the ark. And that's true for their next crisis. So don't think because we got through COVID-19 
that we don't have to worry about this stuff anymore. There's always another crisis looming down the, around the corner that they need to be prepared for. And this hour session will get them down, get down that path. Great. Great. So switching gears a little bit. Um, I was speaking with one of our members the other day and, and he told me, he's like, he said, Bob, he said, this is really weird. You know, I'm doing business development by zoom and it's just weird you know, trying to get your message across to um, a potential client um, by Zoom. Um, it's just strange. And that's what really interests me, too, in this other session um, about um, making your messages memorable and dealing with the virtual communication issue. And I think I think it's going to be around for a little while as far as these meetings being taken pl- taking place uh, virtually and business development, internal meetings. So um, tell us a little bit about how uh, what we're going to learn with this virtual meeting session. Absolutely. So, and as you know, Bob, because you've seen me before, I've actually done work for your staff and your members in the past. In my live training, uh, there are two key concepts that I speak about that really form the foundation of everything that I'm about as a trainer and a consultant. Number one, is that any time you communicate in life, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a project interview for the $100 million project downtown, whether it's a toolbox talk in the field, whether it's your safety train uh, director doing the safety training, uh, uh, OSHA, Tanner, whatever, when they leave that meeting, when they hang up the phone, when they walk out of that interview, studies consistently show that people really only take away about, about 20 to 30% of what they say, but, and here's the big, but they will form a perception of how you are as a communicator and your company. Do we feel that this person is competent? Did they deliver the information in a, in a strong way? Do we have confidence that this team can get the job delivered on time and on budget? So people only remember 20%. One, what's the 20% you want them to remember? We focus a lot on that, but they will have a perception. Now the problem is that people in the industry and everybody listening to this knows this, that most people in the construction and building industry are not strong communicators other than the BD guy or maybe the marketing people putting a superintendent in front of a, a CEO of a hospital and asking him to perform a miracle in a hundred million dollar project interview is darn near impossible. So these people typically have a hard time communicating in live audiences. Now what has happened? We're all locked down. Most meetings, most project interviews, most business development is being done virtually on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or Google Hangouts or Skype or whatever. And you have people that are traditionally not good as it is in person now being asked to do double duty in front of a camera. You know, I had a, just like you said, I had a very large national general contractor I talked to the other day who said they've had four project interviews for new work in the last week. And in one of them, very important project, their superintendent kept getting up, getting water, petting his dog, coughing, had no idea how to behave on camera. That's a problem. And so the session I'm going to do is I'm going to show people how to take what is traditional concepts that I teach and apply them to the virtual world with some specifics on dealing with the the technology. So we're going to talk about camera angles, where to put your camera to be more effective. We're going to talk about lighting. We're going to talk about backgrounds. We're going to talk about how do you engage a virtual audience 
that maybe checking Facebook or looking at their phone while you're talking. There's a lot of nuts and bolts that I'm going to address in the session. And this is, this is one of the most valuable sessions that any of your members could take right now because you're absolutely right. Even if we do start meeting in person, I think COVID-19 and Zoom and uh, Microsoft Teams is going to fundamentally change the way we communicate. And I think you're going to see more of these on-camera work being done over the next, well, certainly the next several months, but I think in the years to come. Right. I think that's going to be a great program. And I think, um, like you say, on down to the superintendent, um, whoever our members are going to have in those interviews, um, it's going to be very important to attend those programs. And for the members, as a reminder, on June 23rd at 3 p.m. is the crisis uh, communications program. And at 3 p.m. on June 30th is the uh, Making Your Messages Memorable program. So um, encourage everyone to participate, and we know that they're going to be great. And, Anthony, do you have any final nuggets for the members before I let you go? Well, you know, Bob, I, me- I mentioned that, you know, I have two key concepts that form the foundation of everything that organizations need to have in place before they communicate. I told you the first one is people only remember 20%. What's the 20%? And what perception are you leaving? That's the first one. If you want to know what the second one is, you got to join me for these sessions. I look forward to seeing everybody. Great. Thanks, Anthony. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the 23rd. Thank you. Absolutely. Have a nice day, Bob. Right, you too. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Forward Construction Podcast. To access this and other AGC podcasts, go to the AGC website at www.agcwi.org or download directly at Google Play or Apple Podcasts. For more information on this podcast or to get involved, please contact Bob Barker at the AGC office.